Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 4 of the Espionage.br podcast. Hola, bienvenidos al Espionage.br podcast. Welcome. There it is. Okay, um, for everyone, all my Spanish uh, listeners here. Oh, Zine, can you translate what we say into Spanish throughout the entire episode? Yes. No. See. Sí. <laughs> no. Um, so, it's been a couple weeks since our last episode. Um, let's catch up on everything. Uh, say hi uh, to Bert and Tom. Hello. Hello. Hello, uh, La Familia. Ooh, oh my uh, God. Bonjour. So I'm glad everyone's talking in their native tongue today. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's talk about everything we've done in the last two weeks uh, since the last episode. I'll let Bert go ahead and start because me and him have a couple things that are about the same. Uh, yeah. Um, getting back from tour, relaxing. I tried putting as much time off uh, for games and shit as I could because Danielle and I are about to head out to Europe, but um, Gears 5 and Borderlands 3 were the big releases that I uh, picked up and tried to spend as much time as I could with them. Didn't really get that, but that's what uh, I've been dipping my toes into. Did we talk about uh, Gears 4 um, campaign last episode, how we beat it, or did we not beat it yet? You guys just mentioned that you were working on it. Yeah, I think we were saving all that for this uh this deal right here right okay okay so um, yeah since we got back hosey and i have been storming through the gears of war series getting ready for five mm-hmm. and um i also got gears of war five and we played a little bit together but mostly we were like doing our own thing like and then meeting up whenever we did uh on the campaign and yeah our schedules but, are just terrible yeah like, we can't meet up with each other um and Bert, you beat the game already, mm-hmm. and I am about halfway, according to friends that I've talked to about the game too. So um, I would say that. Yeah, um, we are. We also have been playing a lot of online, like just like PvP or whatever. Yeah. Um, ranks phenomenal. Stuff. And it's if there's any Gears fans here, um, it it is definitely worth playing, especially if you are like a diehard like Gears one, two, three person. I definitely think that five will make you enjoy it and also for people that never played gears before will also like it's just like a great balance between like people that never played the series and like old like veterans of the series too in my opinion but uh what else you been doing anything else you want to touch on tom dude uh (laughs) my uh (laughs) my last two weeks have actually been completely utterly catastrophic um so initially my plan was to come home from this tour uh work a little bit work a little bit of extra time uh and then play all the games that i bought in this tour try to get through a lot of astral chain and then uh do some music stuff blah, blah. i didn't get to do any of that so here's what happened i put uh i took my car to get fixed uh thought i had some problems with my brakes I take a, because I was hearing this, uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the sound of brakes grinding, but if you've ever rubbed two cans of Coke directly into your ears while they're also ripping apart at the same time, it sounds kind of like that, but worse. So I thought my, I was like, oh, I have a problem with my brakes. I drop off my car and the guy calls me later and says, yeah, man, oh shit, it's not your brakes, uh, it's your struts. I'm like, well, I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. How much Bert is that didn't tell be? me about that one on tour. Bert didn't tell me what struts are. And so uh, it turns out the struts are uh, in the quadruple digits to fix, which I wasn't uh, 
Oh, God. Wasn't really uh, vibing, so I said, well, if it has to be done, it has to be done. <laughs> the strut? I never heard of that until today. If the greasy man says it's to be done. <laughs> if the greasy man that didn't have any of his front teeth except for a single one shaped like a fang says it I'm has like, to be wait, done. Wait, I remember the strut. I think Bert grabbed it. I think he said strut, and he was like, what's this? And he just threw it. <laughs> he threw it oh, he, but he didn't do it on our van. He did it on my yeah. car. <laughs> um, so, did, but did they, uh, did they smoke in the driver's seat, though? They, as far as I know, they didn't smoke in the driver's seat, but he might have jacked off in it because it was a little crusty. That's so, so much better, to yeah, be honest. Honestly, God. yeah. You can clean um, that out. But yeah, so I get the car back right before I'm driving to North Carolina to play a, a, a weird fest that Vatican played. I pull out of the lot, and the brakes are grinding still. So that, so that didn't get fixed. So now um, I got home, and... Uh, at my job, they let me like leave for tour whenever I want, right? But mm-hmm. um, part of the it's not forced upon me. But whenever anyone else takes vacation or time off, I'm like, I will cover anything you need me to cover because you guys let me take all this time off. Right, so this right. week I worked a hundred and four hours. <laughs> oh my god! There's that many hours in a week? There's actually I I did the math and I think there's 168. <laughs> so I actually worked more than half of the time. Of, like, the time of the week. I was at work more than I slept. Yeah. Like, substantially more than I slept or anything like that. So, um, I would literally... I would go into work at 7. I would get off at 11 for six days in a row. And I would walk into my house and wave to my girlfriend and say, Good to see you! <laughs> and immediately go to bed. And then the last day I only had to work uh, nine hours. But, um, yeah, so I'd, I didn't get to do anything. Normally my job is, like, relatively relaxed and I can, like play games for a couple hours or like dick around and do this and do that and then mm-hmm. i fucking couldn't do that at all because it was super fucking busy God. um the plus i was i was able to make all the most of that or pretty much all that money back that i spent on the car and then oh by the way postscript to the brakes i took the uh the car back and the guy was like we'll look at it again since your brakes are still grinding and initially it told me we disassembled the brake system and didn't see anything wrong with them and then when he got the car back he was like yeah, man, so uh, one of your brakes was just uh, missing a big piece out of it, and the guy just didn't see that when he uh, dissed some of the brakes the first time. Like, So the pad was missing a piece, and he didn't see it? That's like holding up a phone, and suddenly half of your iPhone is gone, and saying, mm-hmm. just didn't fucking notice. Bring uh, around the loner. <laughs> yeah. So I, I barely, I just haven't gotten to do shit, man. I've just fucking worked my goddamn ass off. I played a little bit of a... There's a, a DC Comics uh, MMO called DC Universe, and I played that for like a few hours. Yeah. To try that out on Switch, and uh, oh, they bought that the Switch. Yeah, I forgot that game's fucking eleven years old, and it was a PS3 like exclusive when it mm-hmm. launched. I remember when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I played it some on PS3, but uh, it's free to play now. Uh, it's whatever, man. It's it's a shitty free to play MMO. If anyone wants to play with me. We can talk about how shitty it is while we play it, but that's all I've done. I did uh, pick up a few games this week, though, to uh, to treat myself for the fact yeah. that I'm just cutting my own fucking face off with overtime. Today I bought uh, Luigi's Mansion, the remake on 3DS, uh, and I think I bought Batman Arkham Knight, and uh, I think Doom 1 and 2 on Switch. I got those. Arkham Knight on downloads. what? Uh, PS4. Did you did you always have did you have, have you played that right? I played it, but I played it at a friend's house when oh, I was. Oh uh, It's yeah, it's, so, it's free it's on PS uh, PS game. Plus right now, isn't it? Oh yeah, well I was actually gonna renew my PS Plus uh, subscription, 
today, but I was at a, a CD store that has games that I check out every once in a while, and they they had it for like five bucks. I was like, I'll just buy this and uh, I'll play it for a while because I don't really need my on my uh, PS Plus subscription for the at least the next month. Because I was mm-hmm. trying to find an Xbox One today too, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I won't renew my uh, PS Plus mm-hmm. account. I'll find an Xbox One. I will one. say I support the shit out of all these like physical copies you buy because I regret the hell out of selling like my giant collections of like OG Xbox and GameCube games and all this stuff mm-hmm. and I, I wish I just had these crazy crazy collections I used to have but so and that's what it's going to be in six seven years you know it's like all these games we're buying now physical copies we're going to be like dude this is this is that stack we wish we had back then as well yeah I think that's my thing like I when I first got my switch I considered making it like a digital only system because it's mm-hmm. so if you have a big enough SD card it's so convenient Incredible, but um, yeah. I just couldn't like bring myself to do it cuz like uh, they're eventually maybe not next generation but at least the generation after that like no one's going to be making physical games and that's something yeah. like I'll always miss just as a collector um Absolutely. You just see more you just see more companies like limited run like pop up. Probably. Yeah, you'll definitely see more but I think like you know, we, there's an Xbox One that's all digital at this point, and I think eventually, uh, con- like we're gonna get consoles that either only stream or only download, and there won't be besides um, maybe having like a USB stick, there won't be a way to actually have physical media on these devices at all. Is, is Stadia is that all digital? <laughs> yeah, Stadia is is purely a streaming service. There you go. You yeah. gotta have like the most beast internet connection. I I well read, I do. I watched one guy. I think his name's Nintendo on uh, YouTube, and he broke down this big thing where he's like, it's kind of not really flubbing numbers, but he was talking about how it doesn't use as much as you think, or comparatively to other streaming services that you're using to stream video already. But it's I think the whole thing is just it's not for me um, because it's not like a Netflix based model. You still have to pay. Like you can use the Stadia service for free. As long as you're not streaming in 4K, but you have to buy all the games full price, and uh, I'm just I don't I feel like I don't really need that mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Um, no, I don't. I definitely don't. And I mean, I have fuck. I have a PC. You know, I, I can do fucking anything on this thing. So. Yeah. Especially the, when you have all the consoles, stuff like that just gets kind of null and void after a while. And I mean, honestly, like with PS Plus or Game Pass. And all these things, it's really weird because it's like, it's like getting, when you were a kid, getting like 10 games for Christmas, if that ever happened. Um, You go in your room and like, as awesome as that was, like, remember feeling like that? You barely play, I barely played any of them because it was content overload. You know, like when I go on Game Pass and there's like 50 really badass games for five bucks, that's awesome. But at the same time, I just like look at it all and I'm so overwhelmed that I don't spend any time on anything. That's how my Steam library looks. Like when they do the summer yeah. sales and stuff, everything's like, I'm like, why is this like new? Why is this game like a dollar? And yeah. but you still don't play it though. Yeah, I think we no. talked about that last time. I'm I'm getting that way with they're doing more like Switch sales on the eShop, and I mm-hmm. have like Hollow Knight and Bastion and all yeah. this other stu- shit that I'm like I should probably actually uh, get to this, but never have. Yeah, like I played uh, Katana Zero. And I was flipping shit about it. And this Steam sale, I got, like, Fury, Celeste, my friend Pedro that I called I Am Pedro because I was thinking of I Am Bread at the time. I get mm. it. That was first episode shit. I'm finally glad I got to explain all that. Oh, um, <laughs> Bloodstained and all that shit. Haven't played any of it. Wow. Yeah, that's great. There's a, a big sale on the Argentinian 
Argentina Switch eShop, excuse me, and so there's like like Celeste is up for three bucks. I think the Messenger is three dollars. Mm-hmm. A bunch of other games, and I'm like, that that's is a, that's dangerous a good game right me. there. I will say, um, I can check real quick, and I mean, it probably won't be a thing by the time this gets put out. Maybe, maybe it will. But Epic Games, their free game this month was Celeste. Oh, and that's sick. Celeste and Inside, and that's fucking crazy. I think I'm still waiting on like so limited run. I pre-ordered their version of Celeste a long time ago. I think it's finally about... Like, I think it actually just went into production. What is this limited run deal that you keep talking about? Okay, so uh, there's a bunch of services like this, but limited run is like maybe not the first, but definitely like the, the largest company and the one that kind of made this whole idea um, like a thing for people. And so it's taking what would normally be all digital games mm-hmm. uh, and giving them a physical release. So... And sometimes they reissue old games on new systems with a new physical release. But uh-huh. uh, I think the, they, the, some of the first stuff they did was like uh, things like Axiom Verge on the Vita. Was that like the I Am Setsuna deal that you pointed yeah, out? Yeah, okay. I think they did that. And then they did uh, Shantae on the Switch. Um, the Shantae and the Pirate's Curse because originally that game is on the Switch but only in a digital format. So they put it out on a cart. And there's only about some games have like mass production runs, but normally they only produce about three thousand copies of a game, uh, and so it's like a real like exclusive thing for people. Um, but the prices are always fair; they're it's like thirty bucks for a cart, even if it's like okay. a ten dollar game. But yeah. um, so there's a bunch of other ones that do that now, like Strictly Limited is another one, and then uh, yeah, I used to do Indie Box monthly. Yeah, see, in, I think Indie Box is the first one that really kind of, it was the first thing like this that I heard of where it wasn't really IndieBox was a subscription model though mm-hmm. where you got like a random indie game on uh, a USB drive for your PC and then Limited Run kind of took the idea, got rid of the subscription aspect and it's just we're doing pre-orders on these games mm-hmm. instead but um, it's just a way to get a physical cartridge of a game that normally wouldn't have one um, they've done some cool ones like there's apparently there's a Jane Silent Bob NES game that they just oh, wow. put out, like, random shit like that. Um, but Celeste is the only game I've ever gotten from them, and I ordered it seven months ago. And it's just now going into production, but I think the, the reason that they're doing that is because they want, there's some DLC that's coming out, uh-huh. and they wanted to make sure the DLC was on the cart. Oh, so they are are they not always, like, pre-order six months in advance? Uh, sometimes, them? I think, normally you could say, like, if you put in a pre-order, then two to three months later you'll get the cartridge. The Celeste thing is, like... A random curveball because this DLC got announced. Yep. I think after um, they had launched the pre-orders, and they're like, "Well, they always try to make the most complete version of the game possible." Mm-hmm. Um, so they figured it was better to wait because the whole idea is like, you know, if you have these digital games, eventually uh, these services that you have these games on will go away. Yeah. And so if they made this Celeste cartridge, and I had it forever, like it still wouldn't be the complete game because what if? You know, if the Switch service goes down, the online service goes down, I could never get that DLC again. Right. So, but it, it has sucked waiting this fucking long just to play this goddamn game. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, that's all I've been doing. Uh, you know, just working a ton and almost, uh, it almost drove me into a, a big gaming drought like we talked last time. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I think I'll just die. <laughs> but what about you, Ozean? Just um, gears and shit? Just, yeah, mainly gears. I mean, like, this conversation we were just having, like, this is, like, the first like two weeks or a week and a half where i felt like i didn't have to like feel overwhelmed by like i need to get this i need to get that i need to i need to do this like like having a game like gears like i've been like comfortable to be like this is the one thing i'm gonna play and like i'm like 
like calm, not feeling yeah. like oh I need to. Oh, but this one comes out and this and this. Like I'm missing games, dude. Like Astral Chain, that shit. I miss that. I'm I'm gonna miss Zelda too. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get it eventually, but I'm I'm just not like. I feel like I'm 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 being held over comfortably right now with what with, with with what Gears Five is. I'm kind of like ah, oh, it's fine. I'll get to it. Like I'm just I'm playing the game, man. And that's mm-hmm. I feel. It's been a long time since I felt this way. I felt like I need to. Like, I was like I gotta hurry up or I gotta do this. And in in this game, I'm like I can. All my like cravings are satisfied with this game right now so um especially because like i got like a i've been away from like online like shooters and for so so many years that like now that i'm i have this it's like i'm just like going back into that and i'm just like so occupied in that whole thing that i kind of don't really care um about anything else not that i don't like what's coming out i just it's just holding me over nicely Um, shooters have been so goddamn lackluster lately like Overwatch was one of the best ones that happened in years. That was the last also, one I played too. Like that was the last same, one. That's the last one that I dove But into. and that, and that's and it's such a different shooter because like you know like uh, OG Call of Duty esque. You know everybody starts out. You go in and you just kill everybody. You know gears. You go in. You try to kill. Maybe you're playing King of the Kill or something. But Overwatch, that like champion-based gameplay and shit like that, where everybody has these skills and abilities and stuff. It's such a different form of game, and it doesn't feel like that hop in rage like a motherfucker shooter that we've all been missing so goddamn much. Because it's those of us that grew up on that shit. You know, at that like very impressionable years. There was Call of Duty, there was Halo, there was Battlefield, there was Gears, and all of them were very special. Mm -hmm. And they've all become sort of just faces in the crowd. And here comes Gears of War 5, or Gears 5, that um, has just brought it back, become, like, just breathe new air into this, like, just monotonous system as it is. And it feels so fresh, it feels so new, but it also feels so original. And it brings back that feeling we had when we were playing 19 round ranked matches on Mansion and just fucking same position, same thing every time, just back and forth. Who's going to win this shotgun battle? Like, you go to the same spot and duel this other guy on that fucking other team and you're just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's, that hasn't, I haven't felt that in so long and in so many years and it does it beautifully. And, I, and you played way more shooters than me or Tom in the like recent years, so... You could tell me if I'm wrong here, but with when I'm playing Gears, I uh, and like it's just, it, it is like that. It's like oh, we're gonna go back up to that top part in uh, in Asylum and just yep. just keep getting sniped or whatever. When you finally like conquer that moment, you it's so rewarding though. Maybe that's why we keep going back. And we're just like this. It just feels good. And and I don't know if there's other games out right now that make you feel like we fucking did it finally. I mean, obviously, like, I have I play a lot of Apex, and the Battle Royale um, genre is such a different uh, form of game as well. It's a, it's a different um, satisfaction. It's a different reward. So the fact that Gears was able to replicate what's basically dead and what's basically been covered up by Battle Royale, by champion-based shooters or video games, you know? Right. It's, it's special. It's extremely fucking special, and they they nurtured it and like i uh i remember the coalition i think it was rod ferguson doing an interview talking about like when they made gears of war 4 
they they kind of went through this template that looked like this is what a Gears of War should be. Mm-hmm. This is what a Gears of War game looks like. And they made it, and the first half was kind of lackluster. It was riddled with fucking the microtransaction thing. Right. They really fucked that up. Granted, with the crazy amount of DLC and special shit, like... It was it, Gears of War 4 and its multiplayer shit that you could unlock was equivalent to how much uh, support there was for Halo 5. Granted, like, some of that shit is unwanted or takes away from what the game is supposed to be like. Like, Gears of War 4 had tons of, like, you know, rainbow-colored and splattered fucking skins all over the Locust and stuff. And it just gets cheesy after a while, and Gears 5 is kind of lacking right now. Like, there's plenty of characters in the story that are not playable in multiplayer like where's fucking cole where's this guy where's this guy and then there's characters that aren't fucking in the game you know like regardless of like terminator and the halo characters but like there's just random like outsiders and stuff that weren't even in the game so you're you're kind of sitting there at this moment like what are they gonna make us pay for coal in a few months or this and that like are they getting on our good side now just to make us fucking pay for all this shit but Within reason, I don't mind paying for DLC. I don't mind various... Right. Um, like, if you support the game well enough, like, if you give me free maps, if you give me free content, I don't mind paying for a cosmetic. Like, again, I've said this before, some of the skins I've bought on League are, like, 18 to $30, depending. And those are very few and far between, and they're really special and in the moment, and they're also maybe limited, but, like... The, the, the it's a free fucking game you know uh this is not a free game so you're gonna have to give me a lot and support the game well enough to right. make me buy cosmetic shit right but um and that's only multiplayer i haven't done enough of horde and escape I've, i know escape's kind of like this weird new thing they're messing with i know a lot of people were more upset with the new horde mode i played a little bit of got. it recently yeah, I haven't I haven't dipped my toes into it, and I know Horde mode was a huge thing for Gears fans, so that might be where all these low uh, Metacritic or user scores are coming from. Because honestly, like the multiplayer is spot on, like ranked mode, team deathmatch, king of the hill, all that shit is phenomenal. The level design is fucking phenomenal, dude. That's one of the I think that's the biggest thing I've seen lacking in the past five or six years or five to ten years is like level design in shooters it's just dog shit compared to what it used to be mm-hmm. um i hear that but, uh, rainbow six siege does a good job for map design too but i haven't played enough of that it's it's very good it is it is it's it's a really really fun game and it i think their levels with the amount of entry points and with their like avenues of approach but also like their high volume high firefight areas uh i forget what they fucking call them but like though they're they're really fucking sick like the firefights you can have that somehow the level channels you into these rooms where you have these special firefights right here is they're really fucking tense and they're really sick i think that's the thing with gears of war is like that along with that is there's like a there's like this like ebb and flow that just happens that makes everything make sense like like it's and i think a lot of with gears of war's multiplayer is like where the weapon locations are can be like hot spots and et cetera. So like, I think, um, I think that that's one thing that draws me to that game is like there, there's constantly something happening and it's not always in the same place, but there's this like weird, like rhythm to it all that it's like underlying 
Yeah, so, like, you use power weapons and shit to create these firefights and these big meetups in the map mm -hmm. at various locations. You know, it's not just in the middle. It can be in this back corner or whatever. And that's why, like, rarely you will get into these firefights at these random positions on the map and be like, hey, like, this is, this is just happening everywhere because it's not. They specifically make these spots on the map for you to meet up at and stuff, and that, and they did a fantastic job at it. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that's that's all just multiplayer. Like finishing that campaign in the pat, like where you're at in the halfway point. I I got to that spot with you when you first get the skiff and get into the open world. Because right. I mean, we spent probably like six to eight hours on the game before that, and um. And the the first had the first I mean it was as slow as you would expect a shooter's campaign to maybe be, but it it really it really starts opening up, and then once you get the skiff and you're in this open world area, you're just being wild. You're just being like, holy fuck, this is in Gears of War. And then the area after that, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Maybe later, but it's like the area you go to afterwards was one of the most beautiful fucking places I've ever been in a video game and it's just because of the way they did it um it's it's like and this was in the commercials and everything so it's not a spoiler but in the same way that act two is all snow and you're taking the skiff and it's all a blizzard and all this shit and there's ice everywhere the next place you go is all like it's a, it was the, originally the bottom of an ocean that is dried up so all the rock walls on the side have all, on the side have all this like fungus and shit growing on them that's awesome but like you're and so i don't know what it is about this and why this is starting to be a trend but super mario odyssey did it and the last jedi did it and both of them were fucking gorgeous it's red sand or like salt in the last jedi like there's something fucking beautiful about like a red sand kind of thing um, cause that level in Super Mario Odyssey was fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah. That scene in Last Jedi is awful of a movie as that was fight me. It was fucking beautiful. There was, uh, there was some like red clay slash sand in Uncharted 4, like hub world thing too. And was it sick? It was awesome. It, there, especially so, when you're driving and like you see the tracks and the tread, it just looked cool. Yeah. So there's a part in Gears 5 where, uh, the whole area is red it's red sand and then as the skiff is going over it wherever the skiff like passes over on the skis it uncovers like these like black shards of glass under the sand where lightning has struck from all the storms that plague the planet That's and whatnot so crazy dude and then like as you're taking it like through some parts of the level because there's various parts of the game that there's no fighting you just have to deal with the environment and they did that a little bit in Gears 4, and they perfected it in 5, where, like, lightning will be striking down all around you, and, like, glass trees will be coming up around you and shit like this. Craziest fucking thing in the world. And going through that feels like a fucking roller coaster. And it feels fresh, and it's a nice break from the fighting, but it's still tense because, like, there's tornadoes and shit all over the place that you have to avoid. And they make these events in the game to break up all the monotonous, mm -hmm. cover-based shooting that they could have easily just made an eight-hour campaign out of. But even then, to go a step further, like, I, I, I thought a lot about Brothers in Arms on uh, Xbox, like Brothers in Arms, Road to Hill 30, Hell's Highway, all that shit. Mm -hmm. um, that was a cover-based game. That game was made of different firefights that you kept progressing through, you know, D-Day and World War II and all this shit with. 
And each one was very well done with the placement of enemies and their resources. Do they have a machine gun? How do we deal with that? Do they have a tank? All this stuff. Mm -hmm. So Gears 5, like, it's all these placements of enemies. And if you, if, you, if, if you listen to this and then you go play Gears 5 or if you're playing it, if you're not playing on Insane, you're doing it wrong. Because I played about a third of the game solo and two-thirds of the game in co-op, and it was Insane the entire way. And there are some parts of that game that will take you an hour and a half to get through it's on true. insane it's so true. it is so fucking difficult but every single time i restarted it wasn't like a dude this is so fucking ridiculous why did they make this part of the game it was this is genuinely fun to master and i hate bringing up fucking dark souls i hate bringing up like everybody's oh this is like this of dark souls and all stuff but the reason dark souls is fun is because it makes sense the reason dark souls is fun is because it's fair in a way that it works, and it's your fault if you die. Gears 5 is the same way. If you need to be a little more accurate with your shots, with the weapons they give you, or the power weapons, if you need to start taking people down sooner, if you need to be smarter about which bad guys you're dis like killing first because they're coming at you from so many different angles, it's your fault when it fucks up and you're like, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. And there, was, there, was that, there was that moment when we were playing where I was like, dude, I'm getting fucked up. And like, the, oh, we did it, and then eventually we crossed it, and it was like, oh my god, it was like a huge relief. And I was like, yeah, like... There's like, oh, well, the reason we keep dying is because I'm jumping into this too soon or blah, 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 and this mm -hmm. guy do this. So it is very much like that. Yeah. Every single death, you're like, okay, I can't do that anymore. Or I now have to pay attention to this flank. Or I have to stop this guy before he does this. So, like, every single big firefight, dude, there was some, literally, like, when I was playing solo, there was a part where I spent a fucking hour and a half. And it was the same fucking thing, and I knew exactly what I had to do, but I just kept fucking it up. And by the time you get that checkpoint, by the time you get that fucking checkpoint, you're just so fucking, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. You weren't like, fuck, I never want to do that again. I want to go back and play the whole goddamn game again right now. Mm -hmm. And it was so fucking fun. Like, But you you don't walk away feeling like it's annoying. And, uh, and, and like, if you can, and it's not like a game that you have to have your friends with because like the parts I had solo, I was enjoying the fuck out of it, yeah, but definitely. I'm I just it. thought to myself, I was like, I would love it if there were friends here. If I, if like I had people here to experience this with, but it's still fucking amazing as it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the entire way through the campaign to the very end, like it stayed it. You could tell at the very end, they pull you back into like gears of war one um like m level design and architecture and stuff it's like it felt fresh they they kind of wanted to walk you down memory lane and stuff and uh it, it was phenomenal it, i i can't say good enough fucking things about it yeah one more thing to touch on the level design like and i, I was doing this or uh, this morning is like like when you're in the area you can like feel like the history in that moment like that like the in the fiction it's like Marcus Phoenix like will like hit you up and be like oh yeah I did that whoops I blew that up and like you're walking around in the level and you're like oh like this is what he was talking about or there's like this like immersiveness to that to this game that's like I've missed man honestly yeah I I I'll say I'll I'll leave it I'll leave the topic at this there's something some developers are able to do and it blows everything out of the water so. You take all these videos, you take a certain video game that people love. You take something that people are very passionate about, and you don't want to fuck it up. You, you don't want to, like, 
piss everybody off because you change too much. Are you fucked with what they love? What fucking, um, yeah, I'm not gonna, what the, f brain fart. Anyway, you don't want to fucking take what everybody has become so fond over and just shit all over it with your ideas and stuff like that. So, regardless if you're the creator or not, um, so you take a game, and I think this is what they were trying to say they did with Gears of War 4 is they like, they make Gears of War 4. They say, okay, so there's how you make a Gears of War. This is the template that we go by, and the reception they got from it, they, they can tell, they're like, this is what fans enjoy about the series, and these are things that they're not so attached to. And they took that, they took what people loved and enjoyed, and they just, they kept it, and they made it better, and they, they kept it the same. They didn't fuck with it. And then they go over here, and the things fans might have never mentioned or never said anything about, and they did what they wanted to with it. And they were like, we think this will be fun and different and a breath of fresh air. So they took what everybody loved, and they breathed new air into it. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened with Breath of the Wild and countless other games yeah. where people were like, holy fuck, like, everything about this is what it's supposed to be, but it's this, you know, like everything about Breath of the Wild was Zelda. It was just, it was a fucking punching you in the face with Zelda lore and Zelda design. But it was so fucking different. It was the most different thing you've ever fucking seen yeah. in that series. It's like God of And Gears of War, Gears 5 is the same way. God of War. God of War is correct. One, yeah. Absolutely. And like you can tell with the reception, like that was everybody's favorite game that year. Mm -hmm. And like that's, that's what. I can really respect about people because that is scary. It is scary changing the formula, changing the game and stuff like that. Because a lot of times you shit all over the fan base by doing that. But you have to do it right. Exactly. And they, they killed it. So basically, Tom, you better get an Xbox and hurry up, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tight. Tom's muted right now. Yo, sorry. Uh, while you guys were on this little tirade, I literally watched my dog chewing his ass the entire time, and uh, I think he's bleeding now. So that's my update. That's cool, man. Good content. No, I'm okay. good. Um, I'm a hundred percent like my intention. Like I said earlier, was I need to get an Xbox One today. Um, and the only reason I didn't is because a couple of people, like one person, bailed. Blah blah blah, and all this shit. But either way, um, the Gear series is like really important to me when I was in high school, and. Uh, I fully intend on hopping back into this soon. And honestly, like, yeah. a lot of what you guys said, uh, I think, continues to sell the game for me, especially, like... You will love this game. I guarantee it. Oh, I'm it. sure. I had no idea that there were, like, open-world elements to it. And another thing, like, what we were talking about with shooters is I haven't played a shooter that's really grabbed me, like, since Overwatch. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the reason is all the, sh all the shooters that I've tried since then have literally outside of doom um have all kind of tried to either emulate overwatch or emulate obviously like the call of duty mm -hmm. style thing and that's yep. just not uh both of those things are not what i'm looking for out of shooters anymore despite the fact that they were like my favorite kind of genre when i was younger so uh i think something like gears which is like a good sci-fi military thing that has like a good story focus but also just really, really tight combat is uh, exactly what I want out of something like this right now. Yeah, and everybody's on it. And the fact that, like, all of the PC people 
can play with Xbox people as well, phenomenal. And it works beautifully. Like, this is the first game I'm able to play with my brother and all my Xbox friends that I left in 2014 when I built a PC. We're able to come together again. And the fact, again, let's fucking talk about the fact that Microsoft is not requiring you even though you're on Xbox Live when you play it on PC, they're not requiring a multi a multiplayer subscription to Xbox Live to play online and with uh, other people. Oh, it's incredible. Phenomenal. Also, can you imagine the outrage that would happen if they did try to do something like that? Oh yeah, the player base there would be millions of people not playing right now. Yeah, they would be cuz they would be tearing down years of PC history. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um I don't think I don't think at any point people could actually go and start charging for some kind of online multiplayer con like like a subscription to be able to play online a on shooter. pc yeah it's just been so like i get with mmos why it still happens but like yep. with a shooter and almost any other kind of pvp game on pc i can't imagine it ever no you happening. you'd be you'd be nailing your own coffin yeah absolutely. like especially with the amount of talks on making like a game like overwatch free or something like that um, you're you're not doing yourself any justice by putting a paywall like that up so the yeah. fact that they did that because it's not a very microsoft move like i think it took a long time for microsoft to be like okay we need to start really delivering people what they want and what they deserve as you know fans or followers or per consumers of our products um and i mean it, i think that time is here and it's so fucking fun to be a part of it i mean it's a, it's such a simple thing but it makes them so different already like it's like yeah. it's like they're doing the games pass thing and and you would think that that's like a normal thing but it's not uh with like playstation or or whatever so it's like that's what got me gotta get an xbox and now i'm like full gears mode again yeah the fact that you can play gears 5 without a subscription xbox live for two dollars for two months so everyone hurry up among everything else f f insane yeah yeah absolutely bonkers Cool. Well, I guess we'll uh, go ahead and move on. So the last episode, I feel like we got pretty uh, in depth with some uh, like really personal topics, and I feel like we got like a really good reaction from everyone. So first off, before we move on, thanks to everyone that had kind words to say about that. Um, I think that was undeniably our like, best and like the episode that really seemed to resonate with the most people. So uh, I think. What we wanted to do with this one is try to get you know some feedback from people and talk a little bit about like what you guys want to talk about. So I know that Hosian hit up on the hit the Instagram and asked for some questions from everyone. So I think we got a pretty good long list that we're gonna try to knock out. So Hosian, why don't you hit us with the uh, the first question? Yeah, no problem. And if we don't get to everything, then we can talk more on the next yeah. episode. So oh, yeah. yeah, starting it out. And thanks to everybody who did submit. Uh, questions and all that so um first one is from demo gorgon i, I demogorgon yeah, demogorgon. demogorgon yeah um he's a cool dude i've been talking to him lately he says we'll learn how to pronounce his name <laughs> demon man get the fucking lingo right all right demon you just said that to, right. demon to hosian who's been called hosian i've been the 40 percent of, of incorrect <laughs> okay. now that we're now that we're real quick right while we're here do you? How do you feel when I call you Hosey? Oh, that's perfect. Does any Does anybody else do that? No. Uh, maybe one other person, but to my to my memory, you're the only person. My girlfriend calls me Ho Ho. So, okay, that's Anna, Danielle brought that up to me. She was like, "How does he feel that you call him Hosey?" She Hosey said it sounded kind of like a pet name. 
the real question is how do you feel every time we go to any place any restaurant where you have to give a name that you have to just give them J because you gave them their actual name okay before i move on to this q a um <laughs> i went to starbucks recently and i got a drink and they were like hey uh, so what's your name and i was like oh you can put J. it's fine and they, the guy just stared at me for five seconds and he goes like the letter or do you want a y attached and i was like dude i don't care <laughs> fuck yourself <laughs> I, I was like i literally don't give a shit it, it, i will respond i won't know if you're saying it with the a y or not just just oh it's fine pump the almond milk and get out <laughs> yeah all right he was nice though okay so yeah. demogorgon he says if you had to pick one game to continuously play for the rest of your life what would it be and that's hard because my, my favorite game is Metal Gear Solid 4, but I can't say I'd want to play that for the rest no. of my life, obviously. No. That's a good question because of that right there. Exactly. Like, like now... Like, is this... Do y'all want to do... Say, like, you're on a fucking island, no multiplayer? No, or, I think, I are think we you should just do one game. Let, let, one, one game, and if you're the kind of guy that wants to play a long, an online game, you just mysteriously have an uh, internet connection on the island. And an unlimited amount of player base. Okay, Okay, so... Shit. I I think I think I have mine and and I might be shooting myself in the foot here and like cursing my uh, myself for the eternity, but honestly, I feel like I would play Dark Souls for the rest of my life. <laughs> okay. Um and I think it's just because I if I somehow got like rescued or something in some hypothetical sense, I would be a god at every game I play. Afterwards, because it's the oh, only so you're thing. Thinking about the end game, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, man, imagine it's like. I think that there's enough in there for me to, like, try, especially with like, uh, the classes and and enough of that stuff. So like, I think I think that'd be my game, and I, I, I that's a hard question because like, no matter what you pick, very hard. No matter what you pick, you're gonna be like, oh man, but once yeah, I, there's gonna be pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I'd say, I'd say. Dark Souls, just because I feel like it would take me long enough, especially with like New Games Plus and the amount of different ways I could play the game. Uh, that might be that might be my answer. I think uh, I don't because this the whole thing is like I feel like no matter what you say, eventually you hit like year five and you're like you know what i think i'm done with games i think i'm just gonna start talking to a volleyball at this point i'm just gonna start digging multiple holes and just see which hole ends up being the coolest hole i draw a face on the controller yeah oh my god but uh i think i think i would go probably super mario maker i guess super mario maker 2 now because like theoretically there's an infinite supply of levels and yeah you'll just make a new one if like they stop and you know, I love, like, platformers, so I think I could do that. But the actual reality is there is no game on the entire planet that would uh, suffice me for the rest of my life. I would I would do it for about a year, and then I would start climbing different trees, and then I would start <laughs> baiting animals. I love how this became us on an island. <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm just on Have you guys seen A Quiet Place? I have yes. not, no. Oh, okay, well, there's Awful a scene. Awful fucking movie. Oh, I thought it was incredible. <laughs> I there, hated it. When he God. screams at the end, get out of here, oh. dude. Hey, man, he had to get their attention. That it was cathartic. That that birth that birthing scene, phenomenal. Oh, that was extremely that was tense. But his dumbass fucking yelling and making it all dramatic, I hated it. And then it, it wound up just being signs at the end. This is not what we're here for. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean okay. To tear well, either way, I was gonna say I would I would be the the old man at the tree. 
Sorry, your dragon so. show ended stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Bert, what's your what's your eternity game? Uh, with if every type of scenario of the game was included, Halo Two. Take Respect. me back to that. You know, in Green Mile, when um the in well uh the native, the native uh, gentleman, um was talking about like when he or like when you he was like when you when you die do you think afterlife is going to when you were the most happiest in life, and uh Tom Hanks was Tom Hanks, um I think Halo Two was like that was when. I was like, I would like to be for the rest of eternity. That was that, my that's time. a good one, especially if you're playing multiplayer because you're just constantly like fresh. It was all multiplayer. If it wasn't, it'd be Ninja Gaiden Black. If we're see, see now we're going, we're going we're going we're going to hard games here like like that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that was that was like that was the Dark Souls of two thousand fucking four. <laughs> that game is hard as fuck. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I mean the amount of different difficulties in that dude. They're literally with every new difficulty, it was a completely different game. That's right. I would rather die back into Sekiro than ever go near that fucking game again. Yeah. Tom's like Absolutely. Tom's like, man, I mine would be Pokemon Go, and then you realize you can only catch one guy for the rest of time. Oh my god, I'm, I'm stuck on the island. I'm literally <laughs> fucking just. <laughs> it's me and fucking zigzagoons for the rest of my life. <laughs> Okay. Dude. So okay. Next question. Yeah, next one um, from Lorock. He says, "Name a couple old school games you want to see HD remasters for." It's a good one. Um, uh, I, I like the direction that remasters are going now, like uh, Resident Evil Two, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Shadows of the Colossus. That's a remake, though. Yeah, oh, that, that goes because I was about to say I appreciate the fact that he said HD remaster because I would much prefer that over a remake. Because when you do a remake, you get the bullshit that we're getting with Final Fantasy VII right now. Although, Resident Evil 2 was Yeah, the, the, there's, the, there's a lot of remakes that are, are still very, very good. Um, but HD remasters. Uh, so I'm going with... Let's, say, let's go with remasters where games keep the primary... Like, you're keeping all the primary mechanics and you're dressing it up <clears throat> yeah. a little bit. Okay. That's that's kind of what I would consider remaster. Like but. a Link Between Worlds. I yeah, mean, like, not a Link Between Worlds. Um, fuck! Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Secret of Mana. Mm-hmm. Awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think a couple of games, just to throw some out there, probably uh, I think Super Mario RPG. That's a uh, that's long overdue for something like that. I think um, tons and tons of people are would be clamoring for something like that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh man, what else? I'm trying to think of something else from like. Maybe not even my childhood, but just... Speaking of remasters, I did just get confused on something. You know the Nino Kuni remaster? Yeah. I just read something on a website that says that's coming to Switch. I heard about that. But I, I, do, I know... That. But I don't... They're saying that, like, it got announced today. It's, oh, it's the remastered version, not just the PS3 version. But I don't think they can just flip that script in, like, a day. But that would have been on my list. Maybe it's it like the Berenstein Bears and the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> oh, God. This is... This is is bad. Um, <laughs> another game, just to I guess throw another one out there, that'd be great for remasters. Uh, probably, I would actually say Tales of the Abyss. That's mm-hmm. like it's not even that yeah, old. Three, that three like, DS is that is that a PS two like direct port or did they update? It's essentially a direct. Okay, because I only played really it on the three DS, so I didn't know. Yeah, I only did too, but I think I 
I think that game could use uh, some dress. Like you could basically do the presentation now to where the cutscenes and the gameplay are almost seamless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be really. It's just that that game has a great I mean, uh, story because yeah, Symphonia got remastered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one I would pick is Ape Escape. That was one of my favorite games of all time mm-hmm. growing up on the PS One. I would love for those games to like pop up again. Um, and my other one is Metal Gear Solid 1. I know there's Twin Snakes on GameCube, but besides that, there's never been, like, an actual, like, way to play that game that's not just, like, a PS1, like, situation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair, because Twin Snakes is, that's a remake. That's not even a remaster. Right. That's, the mechanics change completely. Yeah, yeah. And you could say that, that broke the game. Um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 1, only just for the convenience, because I'm like, well, when I play this game, i got to go play on everything else prior to what I have right now where most mm-hmm. everything else I can uh, play on the, on the updated system. So, yeah, that that's probably my main one because uh, it's, it's just surprising to me how that one hasn't been, uh, like, thrown into that remastered mm-hmm. world. So, yeah, that's that would probably be my, my two right there. Dude, I'll take it back and go all Sega Genesis. Um, first off, a Jurassic Park for Sega Genesis. Rampage Master. Edition time, baby. I'm the God fucking Raptor. Damn, dude. I was just yes, staring at my man. copy earlier. Because yeah. you, can, you can play as fucking Grant, or mm-hmm. you can play as the goddamn Raptors. And, and then you two can separate eat Grant. Campaigns. <laughs> dude, what was... what? How did you beat it at the end with Grant? What was that? Did you have to run out of the ammo or some shit? I think I like looked it up last year or something, because I, I never could fucking figure that I out. I never finished it, dude. I never was able to actually figure out I what I think you have to, to shoot like the fucking thing hanging up in the museum and smash the T-Rex. I'm sure it. that is. I'm sure you have to knock out the Let's do some the skeleton. fucking crazy shit. Yeah, I, I never could do that. But shout out to anybody that played that game and remembers the fucking boat level and how goddamn hard it's terrifying and that hard. was there was no reason anything in life should be that fucking difficult also and i just remember the shitty little t-rex sticking his head out and sniffing the air and waiting for you to come fucking close to him is so goddamn annoying it makes you think like fucking like there can't be this many t-rexes or this one to <laughs> to not be teleporting. Yeah. It's fucking that, that game why, is why that is game he is hard. I used to rent that game with my brother so so many times. Same. So another one, another Sega Genesis. This cemented my love. I think this between this and Turtles in Time, I think these were like some of the hottest co-op games ever. It was Dinosaurs for Hire. Oh my fucking god, dude! That game is awesome. What Amazing a strange thing to bring up. Fucking so so Bert, so Bert's on his dinosaur dude. shit right now. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, okay. Fuck. Um yeah, dude, it was it was such a fucking rad ass game. You had the I just cool realized ass. I have this and I've never played it. I was looking at it the other day when I was packing up all my games and I should pop this in. Play it I've been looking a for a dinosaur. Play it with game old girl or something. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like you could play as cool ass dinosaurs sunglasses. with big guns <laughs> wearing sunglasses, dude. dude yeah. Yes. And like that's leather so jackets. Cool. That's so that fucking is, 90. That is like every every elevator level where you're defending like from things coming and attack you on an elevator, I think of dinosaurs for. That's hire. such a good fucking. That's a great one right there, dude. Like I, I played. That's another game me and my brother played a lot of. Yeah, Pat and I stayed on that shit, mm-hmm. dude. And it was always my fault when we fucked up. <laughs> it's the same thing with Battletoads. God, that was a hard fucking mm-hmm. game. All right, what's up next? All right, this one is from Alien Matt. Uh, this one's another tricky one. He says, uh, "What's the worst game you've played?" <laughs> Ever? <gasps> yeah. Oh Slamscape. Didn't we do this already? 
We might have mentioned it. I think we talked about like re- just awful fucking games. Anyway, yeah, we could we could go again. Slamscape. And in a previous episode, which I don't know if it was the one we scrapped or not, but it should be there. Yeah. Slamscape for PlayStation 1. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I probably don't remember even what you said because I don't remember what I said. Yeah, I don't even remember what I said. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, worst game ever. I mean, okay, so I've played like a lot of like shovelware, especially when I was like just really broke and I was like, okay, $5. Okay, game worst game shit. you've ever played that but was trying to be good. Winback. Winback for the N64 and the PS2. It's like the first cover based shooter, but uh, you only have tank controls. Um, it's mechanically really, really hard. Uh,. The control, like you know, just P- like N sixty four PS two shooters, they're still trying to figure out how to do this kind of combat. But the real thing that made it so shitty for me was, in addition to the game just being difficult and not controlling very well at all, was the fact that like I didn't have a memory card, so I just had to restart it over and over and over and over again. But um, I was talking with a friend about that game the other day, and he was like, "This game, this series should come back." Blah 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 blah. blah. I was like, "No, man, go back, try it again. Try to aim for five seconds." The dialogue is so fucking cringy. It's like, it's like it's like trying to play through like Time Crisis with tank controls. So it has like the same presentation. And it's god awful. Man, I don't remember what I said in the last episode. Um, maybe right now because all I'm thinking about is how much I hate ukulele. That's not the worst game I ever played, but man, that's on the list for sure. Um, mm-hmm. That I could think of right now off the top of my head. Like I'm literally staring at the game right now, and it makes me mad. Um, <laughs> you can still buy it on limited run, Bert, if you want to have your first oh, limited yeah. run experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I'm, I'm honestly just because I've it's just been around and in my room, just like creating a negative energy vibe. I'm just gonna say, yeah, right now, off the top of my head, ukulele is garbage. That's the worst game you've ever played. Jesus. I, I have to, dude. It's I gotta dig, man, because I've well, never played. I, it, I yeah. think here's the I'm, thing. So I think I can understand that because. I would say I would argue that there are obviously plenty of games worse than ukulele, but the letdown, the expectation, right? right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, dude, like when that game got announced, I was like five year old mode, so like, I think I'm I think I'm harnessing it all into that because of how I felt so robbed. Like, I feel like if if I was the biggest Mega Man fan of all time and I got Mighty Number no. Nine, I would say that I would say that's the worst game I ever played you know I can understand because Mighty Number no. 9 not exactly like when you sit there and play it you're like this isn't the worst game in the planet this is like a 6 max this is the worst thing to come out as a Mega Man fan waiting absolutely. that's that's kind of what it is like um luckily I dodged that and I'm a Mega Man guy I just but I, I just mm-hmm. felt it I was like I don't know about this one man um yeah, yeah I'll, I'll leave it there and yeah. alright next All right. okay uh, this one's from Death Bomb I like this question um this might actually lead into another thing we could talk about one day. It says, name one thing that you like and another thing you dislike in Death Stranding. But do Tom, you don't you don't know much about what's that uh, in that whole thing, right? Uh, I think, but I can speak on this, so you guys can go first. Um, Bert, you want to take it? Yeah, sure. Um, I I really hate, and this is something across the board. I hate. I personally feel like there is, there will, it's almost impossible to create something new. I feel like everything we do, art, creativity, whatever the fuck you're doing, everything has been done already and falls into some kind of category. Sure. 
And I'm a huge, like, narcissistic person. But at the same time, like, I know, like, limits. And I'm, I'm a realistic person, though. I'm a realist. And I like, like, making rational decisions and rational explanations for everything. And I just read an interview with Hideo Kojima, and all he keeps talking about was how new this is and he's creating a genre and this and that and whatever and the biggest fucking line that is a red flag to me is he's saying you know if people don't understand the game right now but they understand it in five or ten years at some point in their life they will understand what i'm doing with this game that is personally the biggest fucking cop out for any artist or creator anywhere doing anything Basically, with that said, any scrutiny, any criticism that comes against your creation, your explanation for it will be, oh, you just don't Oh, understand. man, I hate that. And, and mm -hmm. that breeds a bunch of fucking half-brained assholes that are going to fucking... Death Stranding's going to come out. Theoretically, say it sucks ass. Say it's a FedEx simulator. Say it's <laughs> nothing... That he said it was going to be, or it's nowhere near ambitious, or as crazy in the scope that he explained it would be. The story doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's beautiful. The fucking cinematics are as Kojima as they can fucking get, but it just doesn't make a lick of fucking sense. You're going to have a whole swarm of motherfuckers that are going to be like, I see where he was going with it. I, I think it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Fuck you all. I'm saying it right goddamn now. If it's shit... Call it shit, but don't just fucking think you're some more spectacular fucking being who thinks that, like, I see where he was going with this. When you can't be objective and say, it was like when Suicide Squad came out. There were so many people that were like, anybody that hates this movie doesn't understand shit about the comic or anything like that. Those people are juggalos. They should, no, no, fuck them. Like exactly, and they were like, yes, but reviewers still understand basic things about what a movie and a story should be or should encompass and like you, I, I, i'm just prepared for it i'm really fucking excited for death stranding i want it to be fantastic but i'm i don't think it will be i think it'll fall short i think it won't be as crazy and as revolutionary as he says it is at all but fuck dude like i'm just as big of a fucking metal gear solid fan as the rest of us and i'm just able to fucking see red flags i mean it's gonna be hard like so many i've been watching there's a series uh on youtube this guy named uh i can't it's nerd something but uh he goes by ns and he talks about mmos and he has this death of a game series he talks about why everything happened but, but the, a big thing for so many mmos is like they're a victim of their own hype and this is the reason that Valve says they won't make Half-Life 3 is because there's just so much hype for the idea that it can't live up to it. And I think this game is in danger of that. Yeah. Um, because obviously like, there's been unreal hype about this since before it was announced. Yeah. It's like this is the game that stops the community in its tracks as soon as people start talking about it. And like now we finally know a little bit more and people are like starting to question it. Like They're like, there's all this great like my favorite thing just to answer the actual question is the lore that's been built around it so far i find fascinating mm -hmm. my least favorite thing is that everything about i feel like the game is sold on its lore and it's not being sold on it being a game that's and that's literally what i was going to say yeah and the people that things people say about kojima all the time is like if you want to be a filmmaker 
go be a filmmaker. I think like if this had, if if I had seen this in a three hour movie of this idea was out now, I would be salivating over it. But the idea of like I'm I need to eventually get this five hour movie out of this game, right? And I'm going to put what I could imagine being 13 hours of gameplay in to get five hours of movie and if the gameplay isn't satisfying which i feel like it's in danger of being because it still kind of looks like package delivery 101 and it's it's really funny that you can piss on the ground but uh i don't you know that's not gonna save the fucking game yeah for me and i think so that's really where i'm at like as much as i love the ideas around it i'm weary about the game but unfortunately he has my $60 in his hand already. You can go get that back. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to fuck him up. I, I went and got it back after the Destiny beta, and I never put any more money into that, even when it was free. That's I'm fair. not I'm not downloading that. My favorite thing about it, because I didn't get to say that, my favorite thing about Death Stranding is the d- dimension slash time travel aspect of it. I think that is... I think I, I, I really love, like, uh, traveling between dimensions slash time travel in games. That's a huge thing of mine. And to caveat on um something that Tom said just now with uh, it being a game, I was about to say, like, you don't want to watch a nine-hour movie. I don't mind playing through. Like, that's one of the things I loved about Metal Gear Solid was hour-long cutscenes. You know, I love that shit. I missed it in Metal Gear Solid Five, But also, like... I say, like, yeah, nobody's going to go sit in the theater for nine hours. So having an interactive movie that you can play every now and then and make decisions and kind of you guide certain uh, ways the movie plays out, I enjoy that. I'm not going to hit it for being a movie game. But then I I started thinking about it. I was like, wait, fuck, Netflix series are like nine, ten, twelve hours or whatever. Like, that would have been an option. But I do like the movie game if it's done properly. And he has done it properly. The, the kind of like this like fanaticizing culture that's built around the game already before it's out. Like this like we have 20 different Death Stranding shirts you can get. There's glasses out. There's a jacket. There's this. There's that. It's like it's like it's like in a, in in like fashion and like music and and other like uh, subcultures. There, that's like a tactic that's used to like make you believe that you love what it is even though it might suck yeah. type thing. And I've seen that with a bunch of games already. Like I remember when Evolve was getting announced, there was this whole like the the fucking marketing, the PR for that game. They put so much into that. They and, did, and I people that. were, dude. I saw people getting tattoos of that game before the game even came out, like stuff like that. And I'm always hesitant when it comes to that. I think we talked about this in real life. The older we get, or the more we play video games, we start to get a little bit more like weary of the next thing to dive into. And uh, that's kind of what what I see with that. Um, and one thing I do like about it, and this is like a simple thing, I do love the attention to detail they put into the game. And one of my favorite things about Metal Gear Solid Five was that loadout situation before you head into the mission, where you can like customize this or equip this and so and so forth, um, and upgrading this and the weapons and the R and D development stuff. Um, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of that in this game that I've seen, and I do like that. Um, that's being something that's carrying over, and I've seen several things that are carrying over from five um, to this game. So um, that stuff I do enjoy. I know 
that I'll be in there for a long time, like just like fiddling around with how can I do this or how can I equip this and do that. Like there's this weird like inventory management thing in this game that I thought was cool too. So there's some cool detail in that in this so far. And I'm not like I, my favorite series is Metal Gear Solid. And I'm not going into this game like the whole like, man, I need all five shirts. I need the bridges hat. I need like I'm like, nah, I'm I'm just going to play the game, dude. Dude, like two years ago or something. When there was like the Norman Reedus trailer and that was it, they already had this giant ass statue and like baby model and stuff they were showing off. And I was like, what the fuck is this even? Like, what is all of this? It was so weird that there was already this like crazy statue that they were like, oh, look at this. This That's like the first thing we saw about the game. And it was just the weirdest like introduction ever. And not weird as in like, oh, he's crazy with his ideas. No, it was just like, this is, I don't like it. The, you know, like. This is another game, or another like phenomenon in the, in the in gaming scape right now where this game has like really, really fascinated people who never ever heard of him to begin with. Yep. Well, they, they're writing, like, I wouldn't even say the game itself is fascinating them. I'd say they're writing hype. But we might just disagree on yeah, that. Um, like, I think, like, I have a lot of friends who've never, dude, most of my friends have never played Metal Gear Solid. Right. And and now they're like, Death Stranding, let's go. And, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, that's cool. Um, I'm like, you should probably, you should play those, though. Um, Honestly, and this might sound, I mean, this is a very biased statement because, like, I am, like, I was an Xbox guy and, like, I I stopped being a fucking fanboy back in the GameCube days and mm-hmm. shit. But at the same time, like, I have seen, like, Sony fanboys will literally just suck the dick of anything that's Sony exclusive. And it's probably the same thing with Xbox people as well. But, like, games that legit were not that fucking great because they were Sony exclusives, they'll they'll just ride with it and be like, oh, this this was so cool because of this. When it really wasn't that cool. If a game sucks on Xbox from what I've seen, and again, it might be biased, like, people will admit, no, that shit fucking sucked. Yeah. There ain't no good exclusives anymore. Like, they're just dropping the ball with everything. I think Sunset Overdrive was, like, one of the fucking only cool things the Xbox One had for years. And that was, a, that was an Insomniac first, like, non-PlayStation... Well, there was one before that. Yeah, really? That Insomniac... I didn't know... I, I, didn't, I never even yeah, thought about Insomniac that. because Insomniac was mostly a PlayStation, like, uh, uh, third-party company. They weren't owned by Sony, but, uh, yeah. but they always did stuff for PlayStation, and that was... That was uh, they did another game that wasn't exclusive, but then that was their actual very first Microsoft exclusive game, uh, and it was cool. Um, and now I think recently PlayStation actually owns them now. So, mm-hmm. but that was that that was one of those things too. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I just see people sucking at the fucking fruit when it's like they release a trailer. It's a Sony exclusive. They release a trailer with Norman Reedus. It's really cryptic. It's really interpretive, all this shit. And then there's just mass hype thrown into it. Like you said, the shirts, the this, the I, that. I, I don't, They're I don't putting all their that. fucking eggs in this basket. I, I don't... What's I, up? I hate that stuff because, again, like, I experienced it with, like, the games like Evolve or even the fucking... Remember Brink? That game had that, game yeah. had that too. I mean, I, I, was, I knew that shit was going to fucking fall. Exactly, but you know what I mean, though. Um... And yeah, I think, and and we can move on after this. My, I think I have more feelings about uh, what we're talking about with Cyberpunk. 
Um, yeah. Like that to me, that's like right there in the Kojima like kind of style of like you're gonna fucking love this game or or if you don't, you're fucking wrong type person. Um, and we could talk about that some other time. But yeah, that that's yeah, kind of it's um, yeah, it's Mass Effect. So Death Palm, thank you for that question because it Good will question. come back around when the game drops and we've all had time with it. So thank you. Absolutely. Um, this next one is from Mosh X Retirement. Um, Get back in the yeah, pit. Yeah. He says... You never retire. And I like this question. He says, which three new characters add Smash f- from a franchise... Oh, which three new characters add Smash from a franchise that hasn't been featured yet? Um, that's hard oh. because there's so many characters that that, that are already featured. Um which were what? Which ones do we want to see featured that aren't yet, or what? Yeah, the question? the question it's worded weird. From a franchise that hasn't been featured in the game yet. Oh god. I, um, which is hard because now it's been very so opened up to non Nintendo. Well, I mean, like almost every like franchise that would make sense, I guess air quotes uh, for Smash uh, is like even if it's not a character, it's like an assist trophy or it's like a me fighter yeah. costume. Has there been a Soul Caliber? character there's not a soul caliber character no. but people have been uh requesting uh nightmare a lot so yeah. there's so it's not a trophy or anything not in my not that i know but no. i doubt it completely um i think uh mine was man. mine was gonna be on the flip side mine was gonna uh be like a, a tekken okay, like i yeah. want i want yeah, like a high i would love a king honestly because how many let me ask oh, fuck dude i interrupt go ahead you would love i would king, love king yeah. just because like Heihachi or Jin make a lot of sense too, but King is—he's a face of Tekken without being like the front face, and I think um, that's a good thing to put in Smash. Also, because he's yeah. a grapple character, and there's only a couple characters that are actual like grapplers, like Incineroar or whoever. I think um, implementing King in the game, especially with his art design, you can make him a fun Smash character. Let me ask this: How many characters are there in Smash that are fighting game characters? Um. You have Street Fighter. Uh, they announced a uh, dude from a uh, f- what is it? Uh, Final Fight or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, recently, could be wrong uh, on the game. Uh, Terry. Yeah, Terry. Um, they put so. I guess you can say that that's kind of in that realm. Um, mm-hmm. Who else? So I guess I guess that's where I'm going. Is that like the point of Smash was these characters that were not fighting games. Um, yeah, we're but thrown into this arena, yeah. and, and they've I, been incorporating a little more of that. But I think that's still what's exciting about Smash to me is getting someone who wouldn't fit in a fighting yeah, game. Yeah, so in. I guess not Soul Calibur. People have been requesting Master Chief because they want another Microsoft uh, flag guy. Oh yeah. Oh, I was gonna say probably something from like a more military shooter kind of thing. And Master Chief is. Oh God, yeah, probably, he's more prominent. Yeah, well, he's like he's less the obvious more. choice from something like that. Banjo was Microsoft's um, like real first like foot in the door when it came to Smash. Uh, right now, because they own the rights to him and Rare and all that stuff. So, I imagine Conquer is a trophy or something. I don't think he's anything. Uh, I can't remember if Conquer's in it at all. That's I think I vote. got one though. I think I would want Rystar. Did you guys ever play that game? I know that game, but I, I haven't. I remember played it. it. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Team made it. It's on the Genesis. It's a. Uh, it uses originally before they came up with Sonic, they were going to have this like rabbit character that had stretchy ears that he grabbed things with and they turned that into Rystar so he's like a little sun like a star with like arms that stretch out really far and he uses it to grab things but I think just because he has those arms 
or his whole theme is they can stretch really far that it offers like interesting uh an interesting like set of combat choices um with zoning and things like that I think it, in addition to the fact that he's just like a fun like mascot character that has like a bit of like a cult following and i, I love that game so maybe him or like rocket knight would both be good for similar reasons rocket knight from rocket knight adventures is cool because yeah. he has the jetpack and the sword so there's cool movement uh where you, you don't have range but you can get where you need to quick to get up close i think um some that makes sense especially if you're adding like newer things into the mix um a lot of people have mentioned wanting Cuphead in the game because he's kind of put his. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like that'd be yeah, neat. He, he, yeah, he's kind of like like stuck the flag in the ground for like uh, like really awesome game that most. People it wouldn't like. shock me if it's, that happened soon. If you think about honestly. Cuphead and think about like the stage that would come with him would be like insanely awesome, especially if it was like hand drawn. Um, and uh, Shantae is another huge one people would like, and I would love Shantae to be in the game. She kind of. At this point, like it's it's so earned with like how much she's like. It's like she doesn't really. Yeah, I want something like that from like a good indie series. That or Shovel Knight. Like Shovel Knight's like another obvious yeah. choice. He's a like, Shovel Knight's a assist. Trophy. Shovel Knight was a thing. Well, I know he's a trophy, but I'm talking about as a character. Yeah. I, I would like uh, somebody character. did mod Conquer into Smash Brothers Wii U. That's, That's funny it. shit. <laughs> yeah, put the Great Mighty Pooh in. And yeah, they're talking about like in the comments, they're talking about like Shantae and all that stuff. Yeah, pun, but <laughs> That's cool. Um, did you have anyone else burp before we moved on? No. Okay. All right, peeled veins. What's up, man? Uh, this one is it's disgusting. Hello, bro. <laughs> okay, this one's top five games of the year. That one's hard. Fuck of to this year. Yeah. God damn it. Ooh. Um, Sekiro. Fuck. I hate doing this. So I haven't time to think. Sekiro, Apex, Gears Five. I mean, it's just weird that, like, I can rattle off basically what I've played. Yeah. You know, it's Sekiro Gears 5. I could probably guarantee you Borderlands 3, Apex. Um, When did this come out? I don't know if I have five games that I could just hit right now. Yeah, Katana Zero. It came out April. This is a tough one already. I'm just thinking about because, like, when a game comes out that I really want to play, I play it. You know? Yeah. So, like, if if there was, that's why, like, I know Borderlands three. Like, with the like three or four hours I put into it the other day, I know it's going to be one of my top for the mm. year. It's just so much more of what I've already. I love that fucking formula so much. You know? Yeah. I think I've got. Let's see. Five. Um. Spider-Man, PS4 Spider-Man, definitely. Um, Did that game come out this year? I thought that was last year. Was that a last year yeah. game? Because I almost said Red Dead, uh, and I think that was 2017? No. It was no, that's not, not right. That's, that's Homecoming. I'm looking up. It was a 28. Oh, it was in September. It's almost a year old. Loser! Oh, yeah, loser. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> uh, Tetris 99. Um, I was, like, consumed by that game when it came out because I only had like 30 minutes to play anything every night so Tetris 99 I think that's sick I love Tetris anyway so fuck it um that's definitely in the top five fucking I think Astral Chain will end up being there Mm -hmm. uh Ultimate Alliance Marvel Ultimate Alliance um just cause of the gameplay uh not actually not cause of the gameplay just for like pure comic nerd bullshit yeah um what else fucking 
Dude, I honestly don't even know. I need like stained so might have been up there with me, but I haven't even like gotten into it yet. What do you think, Hosey? Man, I was hoping no one would pick me. Dude, we don't have to do you if you want to move <laughs> no, on, uh, but read that yeah, on the they're, question. There's, there's so, there's, it's hard. Like, like obviously Sek Sekiro is up there, uh, especially when I want to actually get through it more. Um, Gears Five, this is like a no-brainer um, for me. Uh, mm. And like, this has been hard because like most of this year has been spent playing stuff that did not come out this year. Yeah. Same. Or I've been playing uh, re-releases of old games like Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, uh -huh. and Gunman Clive on the Switch. So. Yeah, man. I it would. I think for me, if we did a top five, I would rather do top five of games that I've just played this year rather than new releases. But um, Sekiro is hands down my top this year. I take years for me so far. Damn. Really? I dude. I got. I. That is. Solid. I got. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not like that's. That's sick. <laughs> that's tight. The fuck. I just. Here. We could just do another episode purely for gears because yeah. I love. I. I'm fucking in, dude. Um, dude, I can't wait to like talk to you about like the uh, the the whole fucking second half of the game. All right. Um, yeah. Um, I'm gonna let, let's move on and we could talk about this maybe towards yeah. the end of the year yeah. again. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll do an episode. Okay, this one's from. Uh... Yeah, go ahead. Well, this is a Bert question, anyways. Okay. South of Heaven. Why is Bert so oh, mad God. all the time? Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's break this down while he's getting his uh, charger. I. I really hate that people like. I really hate where we're at as a people. Like, everybody in the information age is so goddamn concerned with, like, asserting themselves or, like, being the most dominant and loud fucking asshole in the world that, like, they and no, there's no consideration for anybody anymore. There's no, like, mutual respect between anybody. Everybody just lives to get one over or piss people off so goddamn much and the reason that i'm so goddamn butthurt about it is because i leave people the fuck alone like i don't fuck with people shit i don't talk to people but there's always somebody that has some dumbass shit to say or do or they have to fucking run all over the goddamn place like a fucking asshole because they think they own the fucking world yeah so south of heaven that's that's why i'm pissed you. off and and like and it, it's just like i've i didn't like i didn't have the easiest fucking upbringing i didn't like, I've seen some fucking crazy shit between, like, the military and then being a paramedic. And I don't walk around like I'm fucking holier now or I've been there, done that, or I'm fucking, I've seen so much, or, like, you're less than me because you have a fucking job here or anything like that. But there's motherfuckers out there that don't do a goddamn thing that are still in the same place they've been for the past ten years and they have to act like such a haughty jackass. And that's why I hate everything. I hate everything. I, I don't want to fucking deal with people. Like, oh my god, man. People fucking make me goddamn nuts. That's right, South of Heaven. You make him nuts. Yeah, dude. Fuck Steve. I said this in the last episode. <laughs> why are you even taking questions from this guy? Why didn't you block him already? <laughs> fuck. I blocked him like fucking two months All ago. All right, Steve. No one likes you. Okay, moving on. Captain Moe. What is one game that's almost there in your book, as in it's so close to being a great game? I like this question. 
Wait. Say what? Read it. Uh, he says, "What is one <laughs> game that's almost there in your book? As in, like Ooh. it's so close to being a great game, but it's like it just falls short." Yeah. Mm. Every recent Pokemon game, the one like, because you get I get like fifteen hours in and I'm so about them, and then just nothing sucks me in anymore. Maybe it's because these games like. I love. I really like them mechanically, but then there's just a total lack of like intriguing story, and like I think uh, for a game like that that has like grindy combat, like JRPG style combat, I need the story to engage me just as much as the combat and uh, mechanics of the game mm-hmm. engage me. Otherwise, I'm going to get 15 to 20 hours in and just be like, "Well, I've seen the game, and uh, and I'm done with it." That happens. I feel like with a lot of JRPGs. Uh, mine is uh, the Last Guardian. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I could that see was, that. that. was victim of hype. Another. Yeah, that was another victim of like, oh, this guy makes gold, but it was like he only made like two things before this that mm-hmm. like that are like at least notable. Um, that one, that one. Oh man, like when I think back on it, I'm like, man, that was cool. Then I think about the other things, and I'm like, but no. So that that's kind of where I'm at. That that that's that game. I beat it all the way. I just I had to and. I was like, I like, uh, I like it. No, I don't. Damn. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be mine. Um, I there's there's quite a few I could put in there, but I guess one of them that was uh, this because this is this has a huge following. Like people fucking love this game, Binding of Isaac. Ah, see, I've never, I've actually Ooh. never played that one, but I know a lot about that. Yeah, one. same. I've always is, thought about it, but it I'm is, not really into those. Clients. I'll give them their credit. They, it is such a well done game, and it is a very fucked up game. Like if you really look at all the pieces of the fucking puzzle stuff, and like the the just the 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 aura the whole game has, and the art design and everything like that, like what your character is actually like going through and stuff. It's a really well done fucking game. But like, and I and I can fuck with you know I can fuck with these uh, roguelites and shit. I there has been plenty of them that I have really fucking enjoyed. Binding of Isaac, like everything about it was fun, and then it just felt to me so repetitive. And I get it; it's supposed to be like those are those types of games. But something about it, the how little you upgrade yourself, and it might have been just that I wasn't good enough to like get upgrades and become like a more funner thing to control it like how slow it starts you out each time i wasn't about it i couldn't keep playing it oh, what's cool. next um let's see what we got here so from king tills best game on a portable console you've ever played oh god that's hard because I yeah. love portable Best game on a portable so console? Much. Oh, that's fucked. Um, I think for me, I would go ahead and say uh, Mario Luigi Superstar Saga on the Game Boy Advance. Good choice. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops and Monster Hunter Freedom uh, as well. Those are probably my top three that I could literally, I could just think of them right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can throw three out real quick. Uh, Let's see Tales of the Abyss on 3DS, yeah, uh, Burnout Legends. Oh, that game on is the fucking PSP. awesome, dude. Yeah, I, I need to play Dominator. So I need to get that PSP from you, so that's I can true. play Dominator. And then um, 
Uh, oh man, I guess we, I guess we can count Switch stuff. So I'll just say, uh, actually no, not Mario Odyssey. I'll go with a uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Nice, love it's that calm. game. <laughs> Honestly, good. I feel like I've talked about it plenty of times, but like if you are in to XCOM style mm-hmm. combat, but you're fucking over yeah. XCOM style <laughs> combat, play this game. And because like especially if you're used to that, now you can move anywhere you want on the map as fast as possible. It's crazy. Uh-huh. I'll say Link's Awakening, Pokemon Blue, and probably I'm going back to like Advance and shit. Um, maybe Four Swords. Four Swords, I could be willing to put Four Swords on the Advance up there because that's, uh, I got to play through it. There was a, a trip that I went on with some, like, in middle school yeah and that was like the one game we played constantly all the time so sick. It was incredible very in a very very fun game very a lot of possibilities hey, Bert, you, fun with Bert you never was it you who were telling me that you never dove into like portable shit like too hard growing up yeah and i will i would put peace walker on that list but i played peace walker on ps3 mm-hmm. and it's it's actually better on the ps3 too they 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 i mean i yeah i mean i believe that like wholeheartedly most of those most games that came out from that generation uh, they end up getting onto consoles are better, except for the Ratchet and Clank PSP. Game. Oh, Size Matters that, uh, is way better on the PSP. Um, Absolutely, even if it's hard to control. Some honorable mentions for me: Daxter was fucking awesome, and uh, I really liked that game more than. Oh, it was just as good as Jack Two, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, anyone ever played Death Junior? Uh, yeah, I actually when I, I. Play, I bought it on your recommendation, and honestly, I think if you went back and played that now, you wouldn't. You're, I think you have some nostalgia goggles. Yeah, now. well, the last time I played and beat it was in ninth grade, and I had a lot of time, good times with it. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's, for for what it was at its time, I can definitely see why you would have loved it so much then. But I played it right after Ratchet & Clank, which is a size matters, which is a great platform for that system. I think that also colored my view of it for a okay. little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's do a couple more, actually. Uh, I have I like this one a lot. I think all of us are going to have some different views on this one. If I'm, yeah. Joe, Joe RMRZ. Um, it says, what are some ways you judge a video game? Example, like you look down, you can see your legs or water, graphics, etc., etc. Like little things where you're just kind of like, oh. I brought this up to you when we started. Oh, yeah, Gears. I was literally thinking about that. Yeah, I. Uh, so when Hosey and I started Gears... You start um, rappelling into this, like, uh, cave system, and there's water, like, very beautiful water on uh, the floor and everything like that. And you're walking in, like, waist-deep water and Also, as, as a disclaimer, so you, you, have, you are playing on the highest settings, too, on PC. Yeah, like, I ultra-texture packs and all that shit downloaded everything. So uh, you, you walk out of the water onto this grassy little ramp thing, and you start walking up. The first thing, the very first thing I thought about the game, and this was, this was the, I was like, I'm going to check this out. Um, when you exit the water, you don't start dripping water. Your uniform isn't uh, darkened or wet or anything like that. It doesn't have a glisten on it. You're just your standard character model. And you go over to Breath of the Wild, and I use this so much because it's now like the standard of what I think a game's mechanics should produce, present right. as. Um, when Link gets out of like waist deep water or anything like that, 
his outfit is darker because it's wet and he's dripping for like the next like 20 seconds or so that little shit means more to me than most things because that's the attention to detail they put yeah. into it. And it's, it's interesting because like in that same game you were talking about the skiff thing uh, in the red sand is like oh interesting yep yeah <laughs> shit like that yeah. um you know? f- funny enough mine actually is when you look down and you see your feet like that's it's a silly <laughs> one but it's true like i remember playing prey on the 360 that old ass fucking game i looked down and i saw my feet and i was like yes this is cool oh, yeah, i, I was playing hitman blood money and that's a third person game and when i went to first person mode i looked down and his feet were there that was cool um yeah. I think Halo Two started that. Oh yeah, franchise, and it was I a remember that too. When I when I when I was young and I like checked Halo out, that was that was a feat thing was there and um, uh, Condemned also also does that. So like yeah. I I and that's a funny one because I've recently played that and the first thing I did was look down. So that's that is definitely a thing that's gonna always be for me is I'm gonna look down and see. Or if you go if you're playing a first person game and you walk up to a mirror, will I see myself in the mirror? There's some yeah. games where you don't see that at all. Yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah. And uh, um, I will say this: in shooter, in first-person shooters, I think Insurgency for the oh, PC was, awesome. was the the single, the only shooter I've ever played, where when you put your eye into the uh, scope like an optic, the outside of that optic is not magnified. Because I want to say when you do that, if because every other game, like when you put your uh, eye into an ACOG or something that the outside of that ACOG is also going to be magnified to whatever magnification it is inside. Because I want to say if they're different, you have to then run two separate engines, Uh. I think. I think it adds more demand on the processor and everything. So Insurgency was the only one I've ever played where that optic um, view was much uh, more magnified than everything around it, where like your peripheral vision is seen. That is crazy. That, that was one of those games that was trying to be like a like a military sim online type thing, right? It it it, it did it did its job. It's still going. Mm-hmm. I played um, a little bit it of just, it. Yeah. I, think I, for, I graphics are last for yeah. me. Yeah. Like I just don't look at fucking graphics. Everything else has to line up and then I'll be like, "Oh, this game's pretty." You know, like that game on PS4 like The Order or something like Sony and probably other people, but like I hit on Sony a lot, but like they always show off these incredibly graphical like accomplishments, and then the game that is game just that nothing. game is dog shit. Exactly, and people defended it, and it was like that the graphics don't mean shit to me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think because that's I the, don't the big thing it. for me is like I'm so past. Maybe it's because I grew up playing like mostly portable games. Yep. so past giving a fuck about graphics i think as far as like what i care the most in any game i think it just depends on the game like on like the kind of game that you're playing at the time but like you know bert said like good attention to detail like especially in like i think i always draw things back to like comic books but like fucking like just how much people like know the source material in a game like that how much like they like not even just give you fan service but just to see people actually pay attention to what they're adapting or like I don't know in something like a platform or like how are the physics like the physics getting handled it's like there's nothing worse than like playing like a platformer and you like can't control your jump arc which sometimes like in like some of these weird indie games you still don't can't play do ukulele or like don't fucking play like ukulele or like you can't fucking like like 
like you have a like, that's the big thing in platforms is how they handle the jump arc. Like your jump arc should always work to me just like it does essentially in Super Mario. Like the longer I hold the button, the longer the jump goes, the more momentum I have, the more momentum I have going into the jump and just mm-hmm. shit like that. I know another one um, another one people really uh talk about is like draw distance in a game too. That's a, that's like another like small detail, especially with like games like Breath of the Wild or The Witcher and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is like fine. I I feel like a lot of people have different things. Like, I want to know like what are some even weirder ones that people are like, oh, uh, like, oh, look at popping, look into a yeah, popping. That's it. That's it. Because draw one. distance is cool and all, but when you have one third of the screen loaded textures and the other two thirds is just flat land that you can see beyond. And all that pop-in, like, you're running and you're running and all that pop-in is, like... I think Skyrim did a decent job with it at a certain point to where, like, the they would very slowly load in, like, certain textures and stuff to where it would vary... It wouldn't be noticeable at all, almost. Right. But uh, I know pop-in is a big deal with me. Like, I don't want to fucking see all the trees loading and shit every time I fucking running up a mountain yeah, or pop something. Pop-in, lip-syncing, there's, there's just a number of things. Lip-syncing, dude, it's painful in Astral Chain sometimes. Really? Astral Chain, like, I think there's... The story is definitely fun, but um, they did not bother at all to redo the lip-syncing after they... Like, it, the lips are synced to how the Japanese audio was, and they just overdubbed English audio That's over it. it. Half-Life so, 2 was way ahead of its time with facial animations. It, like, even back then when I didn't give two shits about, like, game mechanics and design and all this crazy shit, like, I was just playing games and having fun, I was looking at their faces and just genuinely being like, this is outstanding. This is way just above everything else. Cool. So, um, this will be the last question, and we'll move on to other ones in a later episode or the next one or whatever. Um... This one is from Funtime Wallace. It says... I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, goals for next year, brand-wise, podcast-wise, as well as gaming backlog. So I think I just, I think we can just talk about, like, what's everyone's goals in general. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool uh, for, for 2020. Um, I think for me, I just want to just keep doing exactly what we're doing now. Uh, yeah. Just, keep going yeah that's kind of like it's a generic answer but i already enjoy this so uh the podcast you know keep going with that and maybe featuring guests other people or doing more q a stuff or anything that's more involved um i want us to go somewhere and do something oh that'd be yeah something like that or i want us to do the thing where like whenever y'all want whenever y'all have the money and the time i'm set yeah i mean i'd I'd love to i want us to throw games together Like, throw games at one another and be like, you do this, you play this, you play this. We could do, like, a weekend at, like, PAX East or something. Oh, yeah, we definitely could. Or, like, a good... Or even just, like, a smaller, like, indie kind of convention shit like that. Like, anything like that. I would would love to do, like, events like that or or doing something live, like a live episode or or something Uh, um, Mm video-related. Just keep doing more shit that's like this already, so... So one of the goals we decided um outside of like a live stream or a recording was to break up the episodes we wanted to like every other episode assign like elect each other to uh play a certain game 
and the uh, then we all come back and talk about them all and how we felt about them that we've never played before, never even thought about or wanted to play before, but we have to play through them and you know really put some time into them and see if we can find a new kind of appreciation or a new hate for some kind of crazy mechanic that we never knew we had. Um, but also, like you said, like it is insane to caveat on what we said earlier. It is insane the amount of people that have hit us up and said like. Dude, like, with each episode, like, we're learning. We're getting, you know, trying to get the ropes down with this. Mic. Like, we just, yeah, we all, we all just, like, fucking pay $10 a month for this fucking service to let us record all this shit and stuff. We all, you know, just use our fucking uh, gaming headsets and whatnot. And mm-hmm. putting all this together and then people being like, dude, it's so much better each time. Like, the fact that y'all are even fucking listening, I can't, like, that's huge. That's insane. That y'all are saying, like, dude, I like hearing what you have to exactly. say. And, um, like, Danielle always pushed me into that. Danielle has always been, like, you know, like, because I hate putting myself out there. I don't like being, like, in a light or anything like that. So, Danielle's always like, you should do this, you should do this. Because I've always wanted, it's been my dream to have a thing in the gaming community or give some form oh, back. Yeah. So, if we can just stay consistent with this, if we can get through the holidays and all these tours and all these fucking, like, me going to Europe, get through all these where these these huge breaks and releasing episodes, but have a consistent um, consistent release schedule and we're constantly putting stuff out, constantly coming up with new things, constantly, like, having these Q&As and stuff, it, like, just keep doing what we're yeah, doing. It, and, I mean, on, on my side of things, like... Uh, I finally, when I went part-time with my job, because I was starting to help Danielle out and be kind of her assistant, um, I started streaming a couple months ago. Like, I bought a PC to basically start streaming back in 2013. And I set it up then back when, you know, it wasn't on the Xbox. It wasn't on the PlayStation. So take a really popular game back then, and there might have been 20 people streaming, and they all put a lot of work into their fucking streaming shit. Now take a big game. There's a thousand fucking people streaming. 950 of them have zero viewers because it's just a bunch of people that didn't put any work into their stream, and they say, oh, Xbox, start broadcasting. And it's, it's killed a big part of the streaming community, I think. So now that all these people are, like, really trying to entertain or engage with their audiences, are putting all this time and energy into their streams, they're just another face in the fucking crowd. They're getting... It's all... It's diluted. It's saturated. You know, you can't find anything good. Um, And, like, so I started that back up again. And uh, you have to meet a few certain parameters before you can... um, get subscribers and start making money from it that way and stuff like that. And once I finally hit that, like in a a specific amount of time streamed per week, like I just had like random, a random people, but also friends of mine just dropping subscriptions in the fucking channel. And I was like, what the fuck? That is a crazy feeling when people start giving you money just for like you doing what you're doing or you putting yourself out there and being like, Hey, come hang out with me. that, That is the best thing. Like, like, it's fucking it's just crazy, cool to dude, know so. that there are other people who are like there too, like that. What want to talk to you? Yeah. Or what um, is I, I appreciate that because, like, it, it, like I said, it's it's kind of a cliche thing to say, but it's just what we're doing, but more of it because every time I get your messages or or something new comes out, we do another podcast, and I hear feedback. It just is the fuel that makes us want to just do it better each time. So it's like yeah. it's natural yeah. thing like that. We're not thinking that. What's the next best thing? I, I just think from how we're the, how this process is, 
we just want to keep improving and we're all kind of overachiever people by our nature already too so we're always like let's just just do it and just do it better each time um and if the feedback helps knowing like what we could do better i think uh a big thing about like doing this for me and um like the podcast and like uh like just like gaming and like so like i don't i'm not really like a resolution person or like like i don't like i set goals for myself but i'm always like don't put like a timetable on this and that blah 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 but a big thing about one of the reasons i like to like doing this right now is it's like i like always like need reasons to be productive and like need uh reasons to like get out of bed in the morning i feel like um one of the reasons i think i've done music for so long is uh because it gives me some sort of like driving purpose and a goal to work towards because i uh i don't really have like it's like really hard for me to get out of bed you know what i mean like every day i wake up and uh the the very first thought that i have every day is like this uh the idea of like my friends having a conversation where it's like did you hear about tom and like what happened to him and it's all like you know so just like really morbid shit about like uh i guess like suicidal thoughts and it's just like a fact of my life is that it's i can't like i can't really like be the person i want to be without having like uh reasons to like not stay in that bed all day and um it's like one i think the thing that's been great about this to me is it's kept me like talking to like my friends like talking to the two of you guys because uh normally like when i get home from touring which is where like most of my like social time there's, a, there's like a detachment spent. I, yeah i just like barrel up inside i don't really have like i feel like i don't really have friends at home anymore because of like i just don't, i don't put myself out to like find my friends anymore i feel like i don't uh i don't do like a lot of things i should be doing but like one of the reasons i like doing this is because like you know i get i've like already made friends from just doing this oh, podcast yeah. or like awesome, from man. uh like even just getting like closer with like Bert, like Hosey and you and I were already pretty like we're already tight before this, but um, I just want to like do that more. It's like it's like self like being very selfish about it. Like I uh, I always need some sort of new like artistic pursuit or like just creative pursuit because otherwise I don't think that I would like uh be able to like that story that I have in my head every day. I feel like I would eventually turn that into a reality if um. I didn't have something like that to do. And so it's just, it's just cool to have something like a new task to take on and a new thing to do. And like, I, I know this is all supposed to be like fun and games. We're talking about like video games and stuff, but like, uh, game, like I want to like continue, basically I want to continue to use like gaming and like this podcast and the interactions we have with people is like a form of therapy for myself because, uh, God knows like when I've gone to like normal, like regular therapy, it doesn't fucking work. It hasn't <laughs> yeah. helped me, but shit like this helps yeah, a lot like more. Just- we're all contributing in our own way and it, it's fun this is new to me like i've never done something like this in my entire life ever so it's just it's really yeah, it's just either. a good it's it's awesome because i feel like like what you were saying with danielle burr like oh you know you should do this or like do some sort of contri- contribution to the gaming community or whatever like it's fun like i i like it i think about it every day i'm like oh man like this doing espionage in general has made me like really appreciate 
the stuff I'm playing now or make me play something that I have never thought I would or listen to more opinions about like something uh so and the podcast is cool too because like I said like this is a way for us to talk all the time like for we're all we've always been friends but from the tour and doing this and now we're playing online together a lot of stuff like I feel like you're like a friend that's already living here like locally Mm mm-hmm that I can just hit up. Yeah, I'm glad we finally met up with a yeah. game and games that we uh, share. And I mean, I literally with. talk to you more than a lot of the people I I'm like nearby with, and it's because like we're both similar and we're like, man, we just want to play games. Yeah, and you've been living with those people for like years or around right, them, right, you know. Right. It, it, I'm just a fresh face. Or fresh well, you fuck. fucking get gears. You know what the fuck's up. <laughs> yeah. All right, bud. But yeah, I think that was good. Thanks to everyone that checked this one out today, and thanks to everyone that sent us some questions. That's like definitely the coolest thing that happens from this is people who actually want to like hear whatever our opinions are. Yeah. Are you this was to... fun as shit. I can't yeah. wait to do more. I love doing yeah. shit. Let, like and this. let us know what you want to hear more or what we could do better too. And I will also say that every single time we sit down and do this, we say we want to cut it off at about 45 minutes. And it, I, and I feel yeah, like I'm hour. staring at the same time stamp. Yeah, I was looking time, at that so, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is just I mean, literally when my ass starts hurting in the wooden chair. I imagine, yeah, done. I start getting the sweaty butt. Yeah, I imagine there. y'all are down with, you know, the long-ass hour-and-a-half uh, podcast and stuff because we haven't heard any complaints and y'all have been appreciating it and sharing mm-hmm. love about it, so... Maybe maybe one day we'll make a quickie. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Somebody ended out. I'll end this one. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Uh, this has been great. This is uh, always a big bright spot of my week whenever we get to do this. And so please let us know what you like about this episode or if you think that we should stop fucking doing this. Send us some more questions. And uh, just thank you so much for like giving us some like purpose and everything. We appreciate oh, yeah. it. Appreciate the hell out of it.